Welcome to the 26th edition of the Guna Podcast, sponsored by Gunashirts.com and recorded on the Monday evening after the home win against Middlesbrough. Just 48 hours before Arsenal faced Manchester United at Old Trafford in the first leg of the Champions League semi-final. First up, the man with the inside track on the shopping habits of the Arsenal first team, due to his periodic stalking of them. It's the pundit formerly known as Don Sebastiano, this month's call himself Andre Fabregas. That can't, that's not me. That's, no, that, I thought that was someone Next else. Next up, our voice of reason, Guna contributor David Udo. Good evening, listeners. Um, we, were due, we were due to enjoy the return of Mark Collinson this evening, but due to his coming down with a cold that none of us particularly fancy catching, perennial reserve and utility man extraordinaire, Guna editor Kevin Witcher once again fills in. Kev, thank you. You're more than welcome, and I can't be as weird and wacky as Mr. Ollington, but he has promised he will return for the early June end of season special. Unless he's got Mexican flu, in which case oh. he probably won't. He'd be six feet So we'll keep him away from Carlos Vela. But as we said earlier, before we started recording, if Carlos Vela can mark Ashley Cole when Chelsea come down to Arsenal, that'd be very good. Indeed. Anyway, um, and talking of Chelsea, we've um, had our first trip to the new Wembley. Did anybody go? I certainly did. And? And that pitch is a disgrace. That, uh, I mean, all I can say about Wembley is that, you know, it does the job. You know, you can get 80,000, or is it 90,000 people in there? So there were more Arsenal fans than have been at a game for a long time. You know, any neutral venue that we played at. So it's good that so many people can go. However, performance-wise, it was a poor game. Neither team played well. I suspect part of it, a lot of it, was actually to do with the playing service. I'm not sure it's possible to play well on that. And I do notice that since the semi-final weekend, the Wembley groundsman has been giving his P45. Really? Indeed, yes. Yeah, and even and Ferguson, Ferguson wasn't happy with it either, was he? No. Neither was David Moyes, and they won. No, I mean, in fairness, they gave Wenger a lot of stick about it. He was always Wenger on, on the television after complaining about it, and he did say, even though they didn't use the quote a lot, it was the same for both teams, it was just a bad surface. He didn't use it as an excuse, which no. is very unlike Arson, really, isn't it? But, but, uh, but Arsenal didn't adapt their game. Um, whether or not they could have is another issue, but they did have a big lump up, up front, so technically they could have tried to play a bit less on the floor possession football. Is that why he didn't play Arshavan? Well, you've got to wonder um, what his reasoning was there. Um, I mean, he, he, he said afterwards that he could only play three forwards, not four. So the, the four he had to pick, pick from were, were those he started and Andre Arshavan. But he was hardly resting in for the Champions League. So uh, yeah. it does make you wonder why the, the form player uh, didn't actually start the game. I mean, I just think it's going to be one of those that goes down in history as a who knows why. And I'm not sure Wenger will ever... I mean, I think... The only thing I could think is Arshavin is no, in no way any kind of defender. He doesn't really do a lot of work helping out at the back. He's, he's almost invisible. And we're going to talk about him later in the podcast. So I won't go into too much detail. But I think Wenger maybe thought, for some reason, that Van Persie would provide more cover for the player behind him, which was Kieran Gibbs... Um, and whether or not he did is arguable because I didn't. Frank Persie's him. not been doing very much lately, has he? Well, I mean, he, since about January, he was injured, wasn't he? So, I mean, he went off injured. So, who knows how injured he was at the start of the game? So, 
weird one. I think it's a good point you make, Kev, about Arshavin, because um, at half-time against Liverpool, I sat there thinking, I wonder why this was... I wonder whether this is why he didn't play against Chelsea because he's been awful and he did absolutely nothing and then he put the ball in the back of the net and then he did that three times in the second half so that does kind of spell my theory a little bit but I wonder whether Quite he's a lot actually well obviously yeah because <laughs> there, there, there was four moments of magic but what did he do bar that well, and whether this was the point or this is why Wenger thought is he ready for the big stage in this country at the moment he do, I don't know if he is well, there's no other there reason have been why games where he's seen he seemed to be, you know, a couple of games where he seemed a bit invisible. But, you know, I remember Bergkamp when he first came. You know, it was, it was months before he mm. shone. And then uh, uh, even Henri had a very poor period at the beginning. But we yeah. knew he was class, so we stuck with him. And I think the same's with Arshavin. We know he's got it. Um, he will have ups and downs. And he will be a bit rusty or a bit, you know, not sharp enough. But he's proven now that, you know, give him the ball. And, and also his passing, his ability to... To break and, and, and a lot of the time I noticed against Middlesbrough he'd put in these passes and there were players uh, who just weren't on the same wavelength as him and they stood mm-hmm. there and he was expecting them to run and they wouldn't run yeah. and I think once that gels once they to be honest with you there is a bit of it's time uh, some Arsenal players need to kind of get off their asses a little bit I feel he's our best player <clears throat> I think it's the bottom line and I think he's the only player in this team that would have got into the Invincibles team of 2004 Fabregas no, Fabregas wouldn't have got in the team ahead of Vieira or Gilberto from that vintage, I don't think. Not at this stage. Because oh, mm. the, the team operates in a completely different way now. Arsene would have got in instead of Perez? Lundberg, I think. Yeah. Would you pay that, that on that side, though? Oh, he's two-footed. I think, I think he could do. I think no, he I could don't, do. I just but I think uh, he's, he is an exceptional player. Um, and, yeah, I still don't think he's anywhere near um, up to coping with the pace, uh, well, understanding and acknowledging the pace of the English game and uh, understanding the little rudiments that come with our game. You don't want um, him at the near post for corners, though, do you? No. <laughs> well, they, I tell you, it was, it was only when. Um, you wouldn't be able to put one through his legs, though, would you? <laughs> <laughs> it was only when, when I saw um, Adebayor come up to him during the Middlesbrough game yesterday when he, he spooned one of his shots um, off by the corner flag. When. Adeboyer had to bend over to pat him on the head that you realise exactly, <laughs> exactly how small he is he's about 5'3 he's yeah, tiny he's very very small yeah. but you know I mean he's, he's a hell of a player I mean I personally think the only only reason that, that well the only two reasons that, that Wenger elected not to play him against Chelsea is one that he felt that DRB would give more of a physical threat um, the man who's now been nicknamed by some websites as Abu Diabolical um, and the other one is that Hiddink's been managing him for what three, Another four years point. as the Russian manager and probably knows him better than Wenger does and no, could nullify him but, but he said he didn't know what to do with him didn't he Andre Oshavin Oshavin's Russian goal machine scored four goals to silence the clock Andre Oshavin Oshavin's Russian goal machine Two footed hit man, they'll never stop. Oh. There lived a certain man in Russia long ago. He was big and strong in his eyes, a flaming glow. Mm. Why did he play Danielson, um, this, the little boy, against, uh, you know, Chelsea are a man's team? And, you know, Danielson is. I don't get Danielson at all. I mean, I'd put I anyone do. in I that do. spot. I you get, get Danielson. I do get Danielson. Yeah, I think. It, I mean, I don't think Arsenal fans got Berto in the first season. I think there is a lot of difference, but I think he's very, very young. I think he's done a very good job this year. He's played an awful lot of games. He's been very consistent in what he does, and I think people are very hard on him in saying that. I can see what Arsenal fans complain about. I don't think he's ready. 
No, I don't think he's ready. But in, he's so been, then don't play. Well, no, but he's been no, he's, he's been the only option for a long time, Basti, and I think he's done it. He's put up with an awful lot of stick, and he's I think he's shown an awful lot of character as well this season. Yet we are now in the position where generally as a group of fans we're opining the absence of Alexander Song and hoping that he comes into the side to replace Danielson. Yeah, why doesn't um, Song, Song's on form? He is now. Yeah, he is on form. One swallow so, exactly, so that's, but that's why we should, we should play... I mean, against Chelsea, I thought Song would be picked over to Nilsson. I agree. Well, this is the mystifying thing. Wenger is, from a certain point of view, a complete hypocrite, where he maintains that Song was tired having played so many <laughs> games in such a little time. I think Alexander Song's only started 15 matches all season. At the end of the day, the guy's 20. It's enough to get you the PFA award, though. <laughs> Apparently so. Apparently so. <laughs> Did he win the Young Player Award? Who? Alexander Song. Oh, Alexander Song. <laughs> Sorry. I've lost track. Ryan Giggs, Ryan Giggs. <laughs> Yeah. A geeks and, uh, and Ashley Young in the PFA award for players who were playing well in December. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it it's is vote, it's based it? on a fortnight's football, I think. Well, I remember Zola getting it. and um, That's the memories of the average professional No, it is, uh, they're not very bright, and obviously they probably put... Because they wanted to give him an award, because he, you know, he's been a fabulous player, and I shouldn't say that on an Arsenal podcast, but I don't want to criticise Ryan Giggs. But because they wanted to give him an award, I bet there's a great big box... With Ryan Giggs' name in big letters, mm. and then loads of little ones underneath, because they obviously don't mean small. Wasn't he won it before? He must have won. No, he's never won it. Oh, is I see. Not? So they just he had won. to give it to him before he retired. He won the Young yeah. Player of the Year award twice. Yeah. They Maybe do that won. with the Oscars sometimes. You get an old actor who wins one for a movie which is far from his best and far from the best performance. So Martin yeah. Scorsese won it for the Pie. Oh God, it's just a football podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rules here. <laughs> Back to Mr. Arshavin. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, he is a luxury player. But it's luxury that we can afford because right. of what he does produce in that five minutes he gets involved. Um, now, what Arsenal have to learn to do is to actually start building the team around him and that way he, he becomes more involved. But there are some games when he is just going to be invisible and there are other games when he's going to do things like... Uh, play a part in a lot of goals unfortunately he'll be un- invisible for the rest of the Champions League That's well this is the rules of the competition and it's unfortunate but uh, we knew that before we signed him we can't yeah. Yeah. what can effect. you do you know I mean that's the way it is There's put a moustache on him or something well playing a ringer why the <laughs> hell not eh? <laughs> it happens in Sunday football in the uh, uh, as a player um, Andre Arshavin, uh, who's made a big impact initially. Do you think there's any chance that he could be like um, Jose Antonio Reyes or Carnu? No, I think he could go off next season. It, it, I think he's done more. I think he's more. He's certainly more intelligent than Reyes. Part yeah, of the problem, he's got intelligence. That's part yeah. of the problem with Reyes that he, he was he Gary was, Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Yes, well, that was obviously not good, but uh, I'm sure Arshavin's <laughs> been kicked a few times. Yeah, he um, doesn't dive unnecessarily, he stays on his feet, that's yeah. because which he's is got a very refreshing. Small of well, that's true, yeah. I mean, it would look ridiculous for him to go down. Diego Maradona was very short. But Reyes, Reyes, Reyes yeah, loved diving, didn't he? He had good reach, Diego. <laughs> Reyes loved nothing more than rolling around on the floor for a bit, didn't he? Oh, dear. I mean, Reyes. Yeah wasn't made of the right stuff to be an Arsenal player um, it's, it, it's, it's an example a salient example of why you've got to bring the right character into the team if you're buying from abroad um, because basically he was, he was unhappy in England it reflected in a lot of his football and ultimately I think he was too intimidated to play well so um, it's he, a shame he's a player with great potential anyone know where he is now? 
Yeah, I do actually. Oh, no. He's in Portugal, I know that. Atletico Madrid have shipped him out on loan to Benfica, where he currently warms the bench. Right. He can't get on the bench for the third place team in Portugal. This He's is the man. a small, t- small town boy, isn't he, right? This is it. And you say about the character, but this is a man that Wenger went undercover to. to to look at and they the club look at absolutely everything but mm-hmm. they didn't look at the fact that he'd come from a gypsy family mm-hmm. he couldn't speak a word of Spanish let alone English and wasn't liked in his own dressing room but we still pay ridiculous amounts of money no, right so the season isn't over and we have a semi-final against Manchester United, which I should imagine by the time most people have um, heard this, we've already played the first leg. Maybe um, even the second in one. In fact, inevitably, <laughs> there's no way we're going to get this out by, uh, by the time of the first leg. No, that is, yeah. Because it's the day after tomorrow. Mm. It's the day after tomorrow. And in answer to your next question, viewers, I don't know why Wenger chose to play the <laughs> RB on the left. I don't. I don't. I, I just don't, I don't understand either. See, I really don't. My big worry about Man United is, I mean, looking at their front line, players like Tevez, players like um, Berbatov and Ronaldo and, yeah, Ryan Giggs, and play, just players like that. And then you look at Silvestra and he's not playing though, is he? I hope not. <laughs> well, you hope not. Or get, I mean, our back line. <laughs> the thing is, against Liverpool, right, against a decent team, even against Middlesbrough, our defence looked a bit woeful at times. Against a good team, it's like watching the Marx Brothers, but it's not funny. Um, that's how I feel about our defence at the moment. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, I'd rather have Zeppo and Groucho kind of, you know, flopping about in the back. Sometimes it's just completely disconnected. I mean, even, even your, your young Kieran Gibbs has looked a little bit suspect as well, hasn't he? I mean, back. they do you as know, best as they easy, can. Easy, they yeah, they yeah. don't really look like they know what they're doing sometimes. When someone's really having a go at us, we look a bit There exposed. is no leader in the defence. Uh, there's no one organising it properly. I mean, Torre, bless his heart, tries. But... Um, Frankly, I mean, thirty-five. You know, this has always been whatever age he is. Um, this has always someone been knows answers to Guna Has he got a lot fatter, or is it just me? He's putting a lot of weight. He's waddling. He's, 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 he's got a middle-aged spread there, is not he? In case listeners are wondering, an email was sent to me that stated that there is a rumor, and always remember, football is bullshit central. That Speak to Mr. Rudo about that. He's in the world of retire this summer. Hello, <laughs> Tori is five years older than it is claimed, and the club confronted him about it reputedly, and he confessed. No! How old is he then? Well, that's 42 or something. Make him 33. Um, whether or not this is true, I do not know. <laughs> However, <laughs> I'm certainly not prepared to stand in court and say uh, it's How long true. is his contract? I think he's got two. It doesn't work like that. Can Pires come back now and say, actually, I'm I'm only 28? Did he lie about his his age to get another contract? (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to sign him over the age of 30. If that really happened, then then that's just... Well, reputedly, it's something that African agents have done once or twice in the past. Um, But anyway, um, I can't even remember how we're on to... Oh, who's organising the defence? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, nobody. And... um, Hence, the Wenger never buys defenders. Sol Campbell fell into his lap. Other than that, he's been fortunate to get away with good teams where the front and midfield players are so good going forward mm. that they're compensated for the reality that there is very little defensive coaching at the club. But every, every defender he's bought has essentially been 
a ball playing defender. I mean, yeah. even Seagan was bought on the basis that <laughs> he had a cultured left foot, apparently. Well, don't forget the invincible side. Remember watching that team and the, the few years before that, and the way we would confidently play little triangles out of defence. It was, I mean, it was a marvellous thing to watch because you know we used to have mock other teams and go hoof every time they kicked it. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's a lot of hoofing going on from us at the moment, and we've forgotten how to calmly, intelligently play the ball out of defence. I, I, I don't know why that's that's disappeared. It, it must be because when we had the confidence of having, you know, we still had the legacy of Keown. We had Keown back there. We had, um, you know, Dixon, Winterburn. While we had those players, there was enough confidence to do that. There's no I'll, confidence now. I will say about that, Bastian. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but you know, I'm just taking your lead there, really. <laughs> but um, that invincible season, we had we went into the the pre-season with Colo Torre at the back, and they asked Arsene Wenger if that's where he'd start, and he's like, "No, I don't think he will. I don't think it's his rightful position." And had it not been Torre and um, Campbell at the back it would have been Martin Keown and Martin Keown that he'd only give five minutes you know, at the end mm. of every game or Seagan or well so, sorry that, that we would not be invincibles <laughs> if, <laughs> I know if it was but Seagan. I'm just saying that was the option it at was. the time and Wenger didn't know but rather than actually go out and buy us a decent centre back he got rid of a half decent one in Upson mm. to keep hold of um, to keep over Seagan I think you're absolutely right Kevin I don't think he's ever bought a decent centre back and probably not a goalkeeper either and, and now but we'll ask Mr Udo about that Oh yeah, because Mr. Udo's the Udo uh, on the spot. Oh. Is, yeah, he's the. Uh, We've the got David Udo. Do you think he's bought a, a world class goalkeeper? In Wukash Fabianski? No, 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 no. Let me be more broader than that. Uh, as as bought, um, he turned one into a world class goalkeeper. I will maintain that Jens Lehmann in the two thousand five two thousand six season was the best goalkeeper in the world, bar none. Yeah, uh, I think he was integral to our our going. Um, so many games without conceding a goal in the Champions League and behind a back four which at various points included Mathieu Flamini at left back Kerry Gilbert at left and right back um, you've, you, you know, you've got to give credit to the goalkeeper somewhere with regards to our current goalkeepers um, credit where it's due Manuel Almunia has turned from a, an accident waiting to happen into a solid if unspectacular premiership number one and despite his um, Errors and atrocities in the FA Cup semi-final in the second half at Anfield. Um, I think Lukas Fabianski will turn into an excellent goalkeeper. I really do. Mm. My, my dad always cites that the the best uh, the best goalkeeper he's seen in the modern era at Arsenal was Pat Jennings, who didn't join Arsenal till he was 32 years old. Fabianski was 24 on the Saturday of the um, of the FA Cup semi-final, and I don't think he'll hit his peak for another six years. I think he looks really good, Fabianski. I think he's a very uh, good a couple of you know glaring errors aside. But uh, on the whole, his positioning, the way he comes out sometimes, is you know, but really good. Against well, was it was against Villarreal. Did he play? Yeah, he played a good game. Yeah, played keeper sweeper essentially. Mm. Yeah, I mean, keeper it's, sweeper. It's yeah. a difficult thing to judge, isn't it? Really, because your position is one of these things that Alan Hansen constantly tells you. You know, you'll never coach, mm. and it, that is what worries me because he does flap. He reminds me very much of a, a young Alex Meninga. Does he ever say? Little triangles all over the pitch. <laughs> an absolutely woeful defending. A, a, a little triangles. Does he say that? He, well, yeah. Fabianski. I'll tell you what. No, I can't do it now. I've lost it. Never mind. Oh, you just blown the myth that he was actually here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we should move on because obviously we didn't really finish talking about the semi-final versus Manchester United. Two legs. Do you not just go. Who the fuck are Man United? Yep, you just did. Um, 
Kev, fancy yourself with two legs? It's a cup. It's a cup tie. Um, I mean, it's 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 a mixture of two things. It's a little bit of fortune. Uh, in fact, more than that, it's 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 important that we get two refs that have good games because United, being older, being wiser, can can mm. get more out of a ref if they're a little bit weak. Um, and also, it's it's possible. It could be a lot of goals. It could be very few goals. But but what matters is. It's, it's the, the balance between putting away your chances and stopping them putting away theirs. You know, football just boils mm. down to it at the end. But you, you tend to find you look back on a game that's close, which I suspect this is going to be, and you think that was the moment we won it, that was the moment we lost it. You know, is Adebayor going to find himself in front, one on one with the keeper, hairing towards the goal? <laughs> you know what's going to happen next. <laughs> So it, are we going to dance and we'll do a little dance? Like, we'll chip it over the, the bar. Don't yeah. bother booking tickets for Rome. <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I really don't have a lot of faith in Adebayo. Bearing in mind the guys will jump for a header since October. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really see him hearing anywhere unless there's a bloke with a ticket to fucking Milan <laughs> <laughs> in the stands waving at him. He did score a couple of goals recently. I can't remember which match, but it's he did. He's scored his comeback game, but the goals Man were literally put on his head, Man weren't they? City. They kind of hit his head and went in didn't they I mean I mean, I think any one of us might have scored those that was you so perfectly you placed put that, put that in the back of the head you're about the same height as him aren't you I am uh, only I'm shit in the air just like him <laughs> so uh, but I've, I've always played a bit like Dennis Bergkamp you see no but what's what's interesting about this game is that Wenger seems to have changed the formation um, over the last couple of weeks and yeah. uh, we are now playing effectively a 4-2-3-1 with two holding midfield players, one of which is not Cesc Fabregas. So, effectively, uh, you've got one man up front, normally you had a boy or sometimes Bentner, and you've got your wingers, Walcott and, uh, well, is it going to be, it's not going to be Arshavin, it could be Van Persie, it could be anyone, but a, a forward left-sided player, and Fabregas as the Bergkamp in yeah. the middle. Now... It's, it certainly didn't work against Chelsea at the semi-final um, when he had... But he didn't have Nasri as a holding Nasri player. Nasri was ill, it? no, uh, and Nasri played against Liverpool. Ideally, I think if you have Nasri and Song rather than Danielson well, in that... You say that, and I, I, I like the sound of it, but that's the central holding pair we had against Liverpool when, for some reason, we conceded four goals. We did well. So, you know, there's an argument that says, you know... This, this central pairing that's supposed to shield the defence isn't doing a lot of shielding. So it, did, it, it created four things. <laughs> well, I, I, the arguably is the word, because it's just Arshavin's brilliance that actually did that. Yeah. I don't think it had a lot to do with the, the midfield setup. Mm. Um, but it's, it, it seems to me it's a bit late in the season to start experimenting with your formation. However, things have gone so pear-shaped, and this team is potentially so bad that they'll probably go and win the bloody Champions League for the first time in the Well, I, I just think they're not... When they're not in, in possession of the ball, which is, is in theory half the game, they are far from convincing. I think the word is... Well, it's not a word. The phrase is <laughs> schoolboy errors. Yeah, but and the there are so many schoolboy errors made by this Arsenal team that I've, I've been tearing my hair out over it because... The, the, the complicated, pretty stuff they can do, but then when it just comes to simple little, just keeping the ball, keeping possession, and there are one or two culprits. Um, just look at the goals at Liverpool. You know, I mean, oh. we were just 
That's we just sense. gave them the ball in our half. Yeah. You know, and we got punished for it. Now, I'm if, just if, if that happens against United... I'm just going to go back. You know I don't like him, but... Who? Gallas. But when he was in the team, yeah. obviously, we were defending better. And we were actually defending OK. And we looked a better side. And I don't think... I don't think he, he played at the same time as Fabregas and Arshavin um, and Nasri. I don't think Wenger's had his... Had no, I think you're right, because it's the revolving doors of injuries. Yeah, You know, I think he's unfortunate. I don't think... I think we got to a point where we were actually playing quite well. And um, now I'm not too sure because I just think, like you said, we're just leaking here then everywhere. You just don't expect us to keep a clean sheet. Uh, fourth place looks nice and uh, comfortable now. What about third? Oh, please. A little bit too much to ask given our remaining fixtures. Uh, even if we beat Chelsea, we do still have to go to Old Trafford in the league. They've um, got to drop points as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually know what Chelsea's running is p- apart from playing us, but I suspect... Uh, it's what you'd expect from Chelsea. They're playing Debenhams home, <laughs> <laughs> Melchester Rovers away. Well, that's always a tricky one. Uh, well, yeah. Macy always gets a lot of goals in the season. I think it would be quite a freak result uh, combination of results that uh, managed to sneak us into third. But it is very important that we do try because qualifying for the Champions League group stages is going to be more difficult. It's a lottery, isn't it? You go straight into... Uh, those of you who aren't aware, aren't aware listeners, um, if you finish in the top three, you go straight into the group stages. If yeah. you finish fourth, you start in the first qualifying round. And bearing in mind, um, third and fourth place teams from this country started in the third or fourth qualifying round last year. That means that if we are to finish fourth, our competitive season starts at the beginning of July, I believe. No, I, I think we actually go in later. I, I think there's two qualifying rounds that a fourth place team have to play in but the quality of the opposition is arranged so we'll be playing teams from the other top ranking European nations so we could get a Spanish team or an Italian team but I'd like to think we're going to come third or better next season no I'm talking about the immediate yeah. Yeah, this, this happens this summer oh yes. right oh this so happens that's why, now that's why Ooh. third place is a good thing because that means you go straight into the groups. Right, oh God. Unlike previously. Whoops. So, uh, but, I mean, Arsenal are good enough to get through qualifiers. They've managed it before. But it's um, just a long season, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, it, it certainly the, is not yeah. ideal for Arsene Wenger, who really obsesses about the perfect pre-season. Going back to the Chelsea thing, just quickly, their, their goal difference is, is far superior to ours, mm. which would mean that if we beat them, they'd have to lose another game and draw a game. Yeah, it's a if we won all our games, so it's, it's not just a case of, um, of getting six points. Shame West Ham didn't score that penalty. Wouldn't have helped us that much. Better. And a shame, a shame our defence just didn't beat Liverpool. You know, those extra five minutes could have hung, hung on there. Or maybe we should have taken a point, uh, you know, more than one point off Fulham this year. Maybe. Yeah, yeah that no, might no, be exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People never look at that today. Yeah. So yeah. Before we go, guys. Um, I want uh, an aggregate prediction for the uh, for the semi-final against Manchester United. Starting with you, Basti. Oh, God, I don't do predictions. Should we come back to you then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I will go for 4-4. And because I don't want to jinx the boys, Man United to win on away goals. Right, OK. <laughs> Reverse psychology, Basti. Never heard of it, mate. So what's that? Yeah, That's 1-1 one, one at Old Traff- Trafford and 3-3 three, three at... No, it could be 2-1... To Man U at home and 3 oh, right, 2 okay. to Arsenal. Oh, right, you're just saying on aggregate, you're not saying. Yeah, I'm not doing individual. Go blind, what do you think I am? <laughs> I, can't, I can't predict. <laughs> I'm too scared. I'm not doing it. I'm, I refuse to contribute. Okay. Thanks, Bastard. 
Just pluck a figure out of the air. <gasps> two all. Two all? Penalty shootout. Penalty shootout. Who's going to win it? <laughs> no one have jinxed the boys. <laughs> it's bad new, isn't it? No, no one's going to win it. Sylvester to get the winning penalty. <laughs> Sylvester to score an own goal winning penalty. More chances <laughs> for Man United. Yes. More chances of Tweety Pie winning, winning the tie for Arsenal. <laughs> well, Gary Neville, oh, sorry, Phil Neville scored, didn't he, for Everton the other week? Yeah. I'm just too scared. I can't even think of it. Right, OK. David. My head says 3 2 to Manchester United. My heart says 5 4 to the Arsenal. 5 4 to the Arsenal? Yeah. Well, I've, I've had a lot of cranberry juice tonight. I'm off my tits right now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of different goals going on. I'm going to say um, 6 3 to Manchester United. Bloody okay. hell, you're optimistic. Well, there's certainly goals in the attacks. And, uh, I don't think United has mattered to put the back of people. I just, my, my worry is that with United's attack, and if they're, if they're on their game and our defence is leaking, we, and we just. We, 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 you know, we'll get lots of possession at the edge of the box and we don't put it in the back of the net a couple of times. We have to score at Old Trafford, I think. Mm. You know, we really do have to score. Twice right. would be nice. Okay, just before we go, um, quickly before we go, just to remind you that the final issue of the Gooners is on sale soon. Kevin? Yes, um, well, um, it's, it's quite ironic we talk about the Man United game because we're going to press the night before the first leg and it goes on sale at the home game, the second leg. So... We've totally avoided the subject on the front cover because we haven't got a clue what's going to happen. And by the time it goes on sale, um, it could already be very dated. So we've gone with an Anfield cover, a uh, nice uh, image of Mickey Thomas from a yeah. certain match, 20th anniversary and all that. And inside there is plenty of stuff on um, the 89 season, as well as the annual Guna survey. I thought you were going to say you've got Mickey Thomas, you know, it's up for grabs now with Arsh of an inside coming out of his mouth, scoring a goal with a diving header at Anfield. Mm. Uh, well, we, uh, like, like it's amazing what you do with graphics, isn't it? Yeah, Salvador Dali, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. Yes, well, well, we'll get him in for next season, that, no, yeah. that fellow you just mentioned. Uh, but um, <laughs> I'm sorry we can't do it for this issue, a bit late. In the day, um, what else is there? Not much else actually, but uh, just the regular columnists, and um, I just can't remember. To be honest, my head is swimming because I'm in the middle of the layouts, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's like being in the in, in the middle of the wood for the trees. It's tough being an editor, yeah, isn't it? Kevin? Deadline well, is not a good place to be. Mm. Okay, well, as ever, if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, the address to use is gunapodcast at gmail um, and if you want to um, clarify any gay terminology, what's your uh, email address, David? It's uh, david.udo.shine.tv. Right, okay. <laughs> he'll fill you in with his like, <laughs> Google it. As ever, thanks to our sponsors, gunashirts.com. Goonashirts.com, 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 Goonashirts.com. And uh, with that, it's a fond farewell from the panel. Andre. Is that from Twin Peaks? Dosvidanya, <laughs> dosvidanya. David. Um, just, just goodbye from me. Right, okay. <laughs> and goodbye from him, Kevin Witcher. Equally prosaic uh, farewell. By the way, I like to score a goal for Arsenal. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs>
I'm Lord Ashburton. I've been your host. Thanks Lord for listening. Ashburton, listening. Lord Ashburton. Lord Ashburton. Lord Ashburton. Lord Ashburton. Oh, one, two, three, four. La di da di da. La di da di di. All good friends and jolly good company. Hey!